guys welcome on into the show it is cancel this cancel this show.com april 5th ready to get your day going on a wednesday here broadcasting live out of the st louis missouri area 8 to 10 a.m central monday through friday of course you can catch all of our content on video or take us on the go with the audio as well at cancel this show.com broadcasting live from the luxurious strategic air services in chesterfield missouri course we are a national topic show we get into some local stuff as well you know what we do all right with that being said scotty gherkin engineer producer on the boards lizzie sparks in studio taking care of the chat lines tab of the hassle on vic faust eric johnson will be in this morning as well okay are we trumped out yet no okay when you see lizzie today she's got a special shirt on we'll show you that shirt in just a little bit we are packed we're going to hit the Trump stuff coming up here big time for the first 30 minutes. Kathy Helbig Strict in with Steve Strict. They'll be in from 8.30 to about 8.50 around that time. Uh, mortgage rates went down. And does a seller care if it's financing or cash offer coming in? We'll get to that as well. Nine o'clock. Arguably the top defense attorney in America, or at least one of them, criminal defense attorney Scott Rosenblum, joins us. He comes in to talk about the whole Trump situation. Let's just say he's not a Trump fan and he is embarrassed by what this Democratic Soros-funded, Soros-backed, Soros-pushed DA uh, is coming in. (laughs) So uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what's going on with that. And then at 9.30, we've got uh, Rebecca Sheehan on. She is going to be talking about gun control. She has a podcast called Momlytics. Also started the Ladies of Liberty uh, an interesting group as well, getting some things done, talking politics. We are packed. We're going to get into it. Of course, if you have a comment, jump in on the line. Lizzie is there. Um, we appreciate that. You can also sign the petition that we roll at the bottom of our screen. DefendTrump.org, DefendTrump.org with everything that's going on. We got a packed show. We'll get to it all. But first, check out our sponsors, our partners who help make this show go. Back with more just after this. You've waited, and now it's here. The unveiling of the latest Carol House Lifestyle Collections. I'm Brooke, with my sister Amy, inviting you to see three football fields of the latest styles. Our new Lifestyle Collections are premium quality furniture, made exclusively for us and available only at Carol House. The attention to detail is unmatched, and so is the value, nearly half the price of a typical gallery store. Plus, get free financing, delivery, and in-home design. Carol House, because you like nice things. Kathy Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653 or find her online at experience-re.com.
Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. As all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This Studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic Air Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601 or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. Hey guys, welcome in. It's Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Once again, April 5th, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, all right, a lot of Trump talk to talk about with everything that's going on. The more I watch and listen to all the coverage uh, about what happened yesterday, man, oh man, I'm sorry. I know the man who sits to my right, Eric Johnson, who will be in disagrees and thinks that this is more, at least yesterday. Did I not hear him say he thought this was more bad than good for Donald Trump? He did say that, yes. I cannot... I, I am further away and from him. And he is him. 100% wrong, as much as I love Eric I, I, I know. I love him, too. I This this has been great. Donald Trump had his campaign speech last night. That's right. I mean, it was awesome. It was on point, for sure. He did a great job. Oh, my job. God. I'm so embarrassed for the Democrats who brought this to the table. Mr. Bragg is so uneducated. This guy is such... I, I feel bad for him. I mean, my God, I feel but so bad so for him. there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, thir- allegedly 34 felony counts. And by the way, it's not 34 individual counts. There were a couple of counts, but then it goes to like bank ledger, checks. It- it's so silly and stupid. I mean- And late. It should I, have been two I, years ago, not I, today. I saw MSNBC and CNN, some attorneys trying to make, trying to get something, trying to throw something against the wall. There's nothing. There's nothing. It's so, it's so embarrassing. It's a big distraction is all it is. And once again, there you go, Tabitha. Two years. This could go on for two years. Um, and that's all it is. It's about taking the limelight off of Joe Biden, who is an absolute failure, an absolute disgrace, an absolute embarrassment. Democrats will, they may not say it publicly, but they're saying it, they're saying it privately. He's an embarrassment. Don't let this get fooled. Don't let this uh, distraction take you away. This is all about Joe Biden's inept, his inability to do anything. Um, it's bad, bad, bad. Uh, Donald Trump will be, if he's got a heart that's beating and a desire, to, he will be the Republican nominee. We've said it all along. The timing is all crazy about what's going on. Uh, Donald Trump's press conference last night was amazing. Scotty, when you get all set up, you let me know because I labeled them in order from those sound bites from Donald Trump talking last night. I was so happy that this man, who the left continues to come after, uh, (laughs) and especially, I mean, you have news commentators laughing. I mean, they're laughing 
at what they, they're trying to get to stick. Now, the thing is, if you don't like Trump and you're a Democrat, well, you're going to continue to say, well, no, we, we feel this way and um, he's guilty and we're nothing's going to change our mind, which is truly, truly unfortunate. However, as you see, as we told you on the show, nothing will come of this. Nothing will stop Donald Trump from running for president. Uh, from 2016, when his campaign was being spied on, to 2018 with the Russian hoax, the Russian collusion, 2020, um, we had the situation going, oh, what was that in 2020 where they were going after him? Uh, it, it's just, it, it's horrible. The, the whole situation. So guess what? DefendTrump.org if you want to jump in on our call to action for Donald Trump. And once again, as we said yesterday, he has reunited the Republican Party as strong as it has been in a long time. So you said you labeled him in order or sent him in order? No, it's it says number one or number two at the bottom. Oh. Uh, did you, I was trying to help you out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an easy job over oh, there. You know what? I see it says first one. Yes. I, I'm on it now. <laughs> now do, you, do you think Paul in the comment line stated that they're going to drag this through for a long time, right through the primary season, of course. that everyone's going to know all about Stormy Daniels, but don't we all already know? I mean, is there anyone really out there who doesn't know the situation with I'm Stormy sure. Daniels? Yeah, because we're Americans, and I'm sorry I'm going to say it, and it may piss some people off, but as a whole... We're kind of about ourselves. Well, and that's true too. But and, I, I and this is from so long ago. Oh, Stormy Daniels, porn star, Trump, la hush money. It's it like, was all over. I mean, even people who watched the most basic news channels saw everything about Stormy Daniels. I went and saw her with a, a group of other conservatives out at what was it penthouse or one of these places where she came and performed what the hell oh no there was like uh, there you were so many people there you it went was and like saw her? half of napoli was there we we all went and well saw that's her. not saying a lot and and it was the most <laughs> disgusting show i have to say i've ever seen ever in my life and i have seen some of those shows it was as dirty and raunchy as it gets and uh, she gets paid to do that. So well, why she, and she got paid her. a lot. Well, of she money. was ordered. Mm -hmm. Ironically, the timing yesterday—if you didn't see—she was ordered to pay Donald Trump one hundred twenty-two thousand dollars yesterday. Yes, on <laughs> yesterday, perfect timing, wasn't it? I think the total now is about five hundred thousand dollars. I don't think she has any money because her attorney stole it all, and he's in prison now. And St. Louis is out. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. As we have learned, uh, did anything surprise anybody about anything that came down yesterday? We told you it was a nothing burger. It's a nothing burger. It, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I can't wait to see how silly and stupid. Now, I know other things will happen by then, but get your scorecards and remind every single person, every single person, mostly Democrats, remind them, take note, take mental note, take written note, whatever you need to do. When all of this does come to an end, remind them how unintelligent they were, how they had just... All they were trying to do was throw darts at Donald Trump. There was never any merit to anything. Remind them, remind them, remind them. Because there are many of them. Donald Trump's done. He'll never see the White House. He may never see the White House. But if Donald Trump doesn't see the White House, and this is where I think the players that be, the deep state that we talk about, want total anarchy. Because if th there is no way in hell any, any country would elect Joe Biden 
over Donald Trump. There's no way. There is no way in hell. Well, there's no way, but it, no what I'm really, way in hell. I'm really wondering if maybe they didn't get their plan together to cheat in 2024. And so now they're worried. Maybe they don't have all those Bernie supporters out there at the polls ready to cheat. Correct. Because, because other, I, I don't, I see absolutely no reason for them to do this. The, the, the DA brag, I mean, he's not a stupid person. And, and yes, I know they want to go after Trump for everything they can. But anyone with two brain cells to rub together knows that the only thing this is going to do, it's going to help Trump supporters. When we talk to Dan Biggs tomorrow, he's a former assistant district attorney in New York City. He's going to explain to us he's not a Trump fan. He is absolutely not a Trump fan. And neither and is Scott. And he's a conservative, right? Not as it's Scott Rosenblum. And not either is Scott Rosenblum, who joins us at nine o'clock today to talk about the specifics. I mean, he was laughing. But I they was, both share the same opinion that yeah. this is ridiculous. That, <laughs> it really? <laughs> yeah. Here's Donald Trump last night walking onto stage, letting people know who he is. to save our country. God bless you all. God bless you all. And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. It was awesome to hear Donald Trump come out and say that. He gets a little bit more in-depth in our second video that we'll show you in just a second. Scott, let me know when you're able to pump that up. But that's a president. That's presidential. I never thought I'd miss hearing Donald Trump. I, you know, what's so funny is back in the day, Vic, you and I used to fight round and round because you were not the biggest Donald Trump supporter. No, but, I did, but you I have didn't turned like, into one. Because of where we are in this country right now. And now, because now you see, I mean, that was what, two years Here, ago? No, like, it's all unfolded. Yeah. So much has unfolded. Here's what I said I didn't like about Donald Trump. I didn't like him being an ass. He was a total ass. And I'm sorry. There's things a, that we don't, he, all he, of us don't like. And we agreed that he was a total ass. There were t- He acted he like, childish. Sometimes. He acted like an ass, and a childish ass. You didn't, unprovoked. I was like, come on, Donald. Why why you'd have to be that way? But when you vote for a president, yes, yes. does it matter? When you buy a product at a company, do you not buy it hey, because the CEO's an idiot? When you've had steak and then you go try, I'm not so sure about the steak. And then you go have bologna or, or, or spam or whatever the hell Biden would be equated to. You're like, damn, I want some of that steak Spam fat. Spam is close, but I would almost just call it crap. <laughs> right. I was going to say dog poop. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, spam is so much better than Joe Biden. All right, let's hear some more Donald Trump from last night. But now they have really stepped up their efforts by indicting the 45th president of the United States who received. Seventy five million votes, which is more than any sitting president in the history of our country. And in the wings, they've got a local racist Democrat district attorney in Atlanta who is doing everything in her power to indict me 
over an absolutely perfect phone call, even more perfect than the one I made with the president of Ukraine. Remember, I kept, kept saying, that's a perfect call. This one was more perfect. <laughs> Nobody said, sir, you shouldn't say that. Many people on the phone were hung up in disgust because of something I inappropriately said, because nothing was said wrong. In fact, at the end of the call, we agreed to continue our conversation about election fraud and election fraud, specifically in Georgia, at a later time. Many people on the phone, including lots of lawyers, nobody found anything wrong with that perfect call until a book promotion tour many months later. All of a sudden, they say, you know, I remember Trump making a call. Let's look at that. This fake case was brought only to interfere with the upcoming 2024 election, and it should be dropped immediately, immediately. <laughs> All right, Donald Trump last night from Mar-a-Lago after he was in New York yesterday being arraigned on what everybody knows is a 100% joke, trying to throw something against the wall uh, to make... They can't be that stupid. The Democrats and, and it's, Soros... It's a distraction. They, they can't be that stupid. They know this promotes him. I mean, my God, if you're Ron DeSantis thinking about running, uh, no, not so much. If you're these other Republican nominees who jumped in, you know you have zero shot. Um, there, there's nothing coming out of this, as we've said multiple times, and we'll get into the specifics of it. Now we talk about the emotion of it and what's going on. Did you guys watch all the, the coverage yesterday? I did not. I, I did. I you know I did. Yeah. Laughing and joking from Fox and OAN and mm -hmm. Newsman, and then, oh my God, this is so serious. It's so at MSNBC, Except Dana Bash... Um, ultra, ultra, ultra liberal anchor on CNN, blonde hair. If you don't know who I'm talking about, check her out. <laughs> this, this was, it was almost equivalent to the 2016 election when Trump won uh -huh. and they were having a meltdown at CNN like Democrats did. They just couldn't handle it. They just couldn't handle it. Um, it, it was, it was crazy. I'll tell you about her in just a second, but here is, remember Bolton? You guys remember Bolton? John Bolton? Worked with the of course, of course. Yes. Listen, here's a warmonger. Bolton, here, here's John Bolton explaining Donald Trump and these indictments on CNN. One big picture. What do you think of the indictment? Well, speaking as someone who very strongly does not want Donald Trump to get the Republican presidential nomination, I'm extraordinarily distressed by this document. I think this is even weaker than I feared it would be, uh, and I, I think uh, it's it's easily subject to being dismissed or a, a, a quick acquittal for Trump. <laughs> a very quick acquittal. You know what these people are like? It's like they have Munchausen. It's like they cause this hysteria and then they want to feel so bad because they hurt us. And it's like they're, they're it's, causing it. Give me I, a break. I, I feel bad for Democrats who go after Trump. I really do. And I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm not. Mm -hmm. But I feel bad for you if you're out there and you see this, and you're like, oh, Trump's going down. And then CNN's own broadcast that's like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Dana Bash, who I was just talking about. This is where it gets scary. It's funny, but it's also scary. Dana Bash, after Michael, after John Bolton was talking, not Michael Bolton, he could be doing some singing. Well, he could have been, um, said, okay, well, maybe there's not a case against Donald Trump when it comes to the letter of the law. But this anchor actually said that she should be fired. She should not even have an effing job on CNN if CNN was a legit news source. She said, quote, 
well, maybe we should be looking at the spirit of the law. The spirit? Of <laughs> yeah, I never what even heard it. Is the spirit Not the letter of the law. of the law, Dana. The spirit of the law. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. She just, she's talking about the spirit of the law. Well, Fox News had a lot of fun on the, uh, on the Ingram show last night. Two massively popular, successful attorneys going, oh my God. That's why she's not an attorney. <laughs> they're, they're like, yeah, good luck in court saying, well, we're fighting for the spirit of the law today. That's how bad it has gotten for Democrats. That's how bad it has gotten for CNN. And I do feel bad for them. But it, don't you think it's all a distraction? Don't you think we, we, I mean, I think we're falling for the distraction. I think every news agency out there is falling for the distraction because we've spent a lot of time talking about this whole deal. An hour yesterday, we we're talking about it today. And in the meantime, look you at all. You can't not talk uh, about No, I, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that they have the attention of every news outlet around the, the country, potentially around the world. And when everyone's out talking about this, they're not talking about the real issue. We started this last... Are, I'm, not talking we, about, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about oh, all of the okay. news stations across the country. Look at... The, they want it to cause a distraction. They want it to pull everyone's attention away from what's really going on. <laughs> Joe Biden, Vic, Vic, like you said, so many times. And, and instead, everyone's talking about this uh, this ridiculous ridiculous charges against Donald Trump that mean nothing. We know it'll go nowhere. But in the meantime, it's keeping all these news stations tied up talking about this. And I'm talking about mainstream news yep. because that's what the majority of people are watching. And all they're seeing is this Trump stuff. And this doesn't hurt Trump supporters by any means. It's going to get him more votes, more money. So it's not about that. It's about what's going on that they're not talking about. What, what is going on? There are so many things. So many things. If there is a trial... <laughs> <laughs> in December. If, if there is a trial, it would be next year. Mm -hmm. True. Um, there's no hearing until December. That's the next time. They're so, just going to drag it out yes. because that's a longer distraction. I exactly. And With then, all the things that are upcoming, that just gives them a, the ability to distract further. Which is what we have talked about um, for weeks now. And we'll continue to talk about <laughs> what's going on with our because there is nothing good going on in america there's not one good thing that's happening in america right nothing now. There, there's, there's nothing not. um nothing. it was it was also an election day yesterday um a supreme court uh election in wisconsin went the other way it's now democratically controlled in wisconsin but once again if you know anything about Wisconsin, you'll know it's a democratic liberal state. I wasn't surprised. I know that some pundits were, oh, well, that's going to go Republican. No, no, Wisconsin is a liberal state. I lived in Michigan, and I got a lot of experience with Wisconsin being close and talking to people. Very, very very liberal state and it's not and it's only getting more liberal like we said with different states around the country uh, no surprise there chicago um they re-elected lori lightfoot before anybody says vic no she wasn't running that chicago literally re-elected lori lightfoot brandon johnson a progressive just like lori because lightfoot. that's what they want in these cities <laughs> that's what they want you know what these let are them such, have what I they just, want I let them have it I just yeah, I feel, but, but then why get rid of Lori Lightfoot when Brandon Johnson is the exact same the thing? The voters didn't get rid of Lori Lightfoot. Except he's one of those people with a penis. That's the only difference. 
Because it's the people who are voting. The people didn't get rid of Lori Lightfoot. Most of the people liked her. And just like most of the people in St. Louis City, they like Kim Gardner. They're not the ones getting rid of her. The voters, I'll tell you what, if it's, Kim it's Gardner- who shows up to vote. If she stays in her position, the next time the votes come around, guess what? She would be reelected again because this is what the people want. Well, Robert says they always pick Santa Vic, and that makes <laughs> that makes that makes sense. But they did that. So, and then we already know, like we said, people show you who they are. Once again, here's the situation uh, in St. Louis. For those who care, it is a very it, it's one of the worst cities in America when it comes to crime. We've talked about that. And guess what? And guess what? The this and it's a very ultra, ultra progressive place when it comes to those who vote. Um, the older men, older women who were voted in yesterday, very progressive left. Very, very, very. No surprise because that's who they are. That's who's left there. Once again, that's why people are leaving the city of St. Louis. Nobody wants to live in St. Louis. It's sad, unfortunately, but that is what it is. So progressives, strong in the city of St. Louis. And they're moving out of St. Louis County as well. And, and it's not just Missouri. This is happening in Democrat-led cities all across the country. You see the progression of people moving out of the city into the nearby and other areas. They call them suburbs, moving into the suburbs. And you know what? They move from the suburbs further out. You know, I grew up in Chicago. I moved here when I was 16. And the area that I lived in at that time was a suburb that was very much like like St. Charles County. And then eventually people moved and they moved out further. And now that is also a badly run area. It's happening all across the country. People are fleeing into the rural areas. And another interesting update from yesterday's election, or at least coming out um, in North Carolina, a Democrat representative switching to be Republican. She hasn't made the announcement official yet, but she has told people that is going to happen. And that will st that will include... Uh, a vote now on an abortion ban in the state of North Carolina because she switched from Democrat to Republican. So that's coming down the line too. So interesting things from a Tuesday as well. And isn't it interesting that Trump gets indicted on an election day and then he's making a campaign speech last night, which he gets an A plus for. I'm not giving any names, <laughs> but there were people who told me that they didn't vote yesterday because they wanted to stay home and watch the arraignment. And then I heard, and these are not people I know. How I, old are these people? Uh, my age, your age, okay. and our, our age range. And, and they're like, well, I really need to see this. This is you know unprecedented. I want to know what happens to Trump. And I'm like, well, you're better off to go out and <laughs> exactly. actually vote. Actually vote. And, yes. then, and you know that they wanted to pull people away from their homes mm -hmm. to go to New York City right. so that, guess what? They're not in their local communities voting. Um, speaking of voting from that standpoint, as we were jumping in around different topics all across the country, North Carolina, Chicago, New York, um, St. Louis, uh, here's what I found interesting too. This is sad. This is a sad state of affairs, and I'm sure it's not just in St. Louis. I talk about far-left progressives winning in St. Louis, just showing people and cities show you who they are. St. Louis City is ultra-progressive. You see what the byproduct of that is. If it weren't for the sports going downtown, there's nothing, 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 nothing in St. Louis. With that being said, a whopping 18% showed up to vote in St. Louis City yesterday. That's so sad. That really is sad. <laughs> that so is so sad. 18%. Wow. Um, you can look at it two ways. One, you're lazy. You don't mm -hmm. care. Um, 
you know, go on with it. Or maybe people feel it doesn't matter what they do. It, and it doesn't matter. Um, if I'm going to vote, nothing's going to change. St. Louis City's terrible. St. Louis County is following suit. Um, and if you haven't checked, talk to business leaders. Business, even Democratic business leaders will tell you St. Louis County has massive problems, massive, massive problems because they're being led by a liberal Democrat. So, and somebody who doesn't understand business. So, with that being said, uh, those were some of the big stories from yesterday that have been happening the Donald Trump deal, the fallout. How much more will we see now? Um, where does this go? Does Ron DeSantis jump back in uh, to actually try to uh, throw his name in into the primary? I don't know. Um, we will wait and see. But I can tell you this much. Now that we know that there's nothing behind the indictments that Donald, that, I mean, this could literally, if there's any way it could be thrown out, it will. But just remember, the judge, ultra hardcore anti-Trump liberal, the prosecuting attorney, the same way. Much of Manhattan, the same way. So uh, if there is a way to be thrown out at will, but you can bet that every possible thing that could happen there will be thrown at Donald Trump. You know what, though? What, what people, I hope, in mainstream news pay attention to, and I doubt they will, is, you know what, we may not Did you be, just say mainstream? I said mainstream news. Then you know your answer. I know. It is that, you know what, there were a lot of wins. There were a lot of wins for conservatives yesterday in these smaller communities we here in st louis we had a lot of wins especially with our school board election yes we had some sure fantastic did. people thank god that have made it into these school boards and i've heard that this is happening all across the country but again it's not happening in the democrat-led cities but we're winning and you know what those little wins will someday add up to big wins wait a second correct what, what's not happening in Democrat? Democrat-led cities, they're not having these wins uh, like we oh, are in, yeah. once let's again, say, St. Charles County, just as an example. But once again, cities are who they are. They are, and it lines, will change. Lines have been drawn, and they solidified themselves in different areas. I know you could be a conservative area, and liberals try to attack, and, and there is a group. Um, I know a guy. Um, he works for one of these groups. I like him. Um, he might call me a friend, I might call him a friend, but he works with a nationally led group and I would not be surprised if it was funded by one George Soros to, I guess, I don't want to say infiltrate, but to encourage looking at democratic ideals in conservative areas, grassroots effort, outworking conservatives with younger people. He's a younger person, and I'm telling you what, he busts his ass, and he is educated, he is smart, and they are out trying to educate people and younger people. The good thing is trying to get them to vote, but the, the bad thing is, is what way to go and vote. And even if you have the wins at the school board level, which is great, you still have to battle the teachers unions you you do and, sure. and you you've got to have you've got to have your your pawns that's in a losing place. battle unfortunately you've got to have your pawns in place to fight the battle that's the first step the second best bet is actually fighting the battle and just because people get elected doesn't mean um it's going to guarantee results but you've got to vote for those people to at least get your to get yourself into the game you know and sometimes it's one of those things where it's two steps forward one step back. Correct. Because look at Rockwood. Was it Rockwood and what other school district it locally? Was Rockwood, Rockwood school and district. Parkway. Park Rockwood and Parkway mm -hmm. lost, I believe. They did. And, they did. and that's so unfortunate because in the last election we did we won. 
and we got some really good people in there. And now that now we've been walked back. Now, the, the teachers unions have shown to be nothing but communist groups. And they are. They are. Absolutely. So. And heavily funded where, where they dominate and you do what they tell you to do. And it, it's sad, too, because at one point in time, I saw a friend of mine who was a teacher who was a conservative person, more conservative values. Um, very humble, very, very just let, let's do that. It's all about family. It's about math. It's not about extra stuff going on. And after about 15 years of dealing with teachers unions and also having a significant other who was, well, we got to back the teachers union started to change. And it wasn't until after he saw things in his own experiences where kids were being treated differently and more special because of let's just say where they're from are certain situations. Well, we need to do that because that's, you know, that's what the teachers union says or parents coming in and telling you, um, you know, you're going to follow what the teacher union says that he had to get away from it. And he started going back to some of his original ideals. But you know, Vic, I, this is one of the things that is just my own personal opinion and my own speculation. I think things are going to change. Maybe not in the next Say five what? years, maybe not 10 years, but I will tell you- We're what, still going to have a planet in 10 years? I thought we're going to World War well, III we, in we, two years. We will, but that does, and maybe that will lead <laughs> us- Two months. Maybe that will lead us <laughs> into, into the change within schools. Because we, we, you know, we truly, us conservatives, we are the majority. I yes. mean, we, we truly are the majority. Maybe no not, doubt about it. Maybe not in St. Louis City, but we are the majority in the county, in the suburbs, wherever you might live. And people are getting so fed up with these liberal school boards that they are starting to take action. They're starting to create these community schools where the parents do the teaching. And, you know, at some point when the funding changes and you as a parent can take turns teaching groups of children, and we have schools like that right here in, in St. Charles County, eventually, eventually they are going to get rid of these ridiculous school boards because, because you know what? Cause people are going to stop going to public school. Well, it's going to take that, but it's going to take time. Tabitha, I don't see time. that happening in my lifetime. It, I just don't. I, don't, I see it I happening don't. in our lifetimes. It's going to be a while. It will not happen overnight. Uh, yeah. This is cancel this cancel this show.com. Once again, cancel this show.com. You can always catch us all of our original content. Cancel this show.com. Please like, share, subscribe to everything that we do here. We are grateful for what you do with that. Also, uh, coming up in just a moment, talking with Kathy Hilbig Strict and Steve Strict. Um, I know that they weren't working yesterday. They weren't selling any homes. They weren't talking interest rates. <laughs> yeah. They were glued to their TV sets watching we were. all the Trump stuff. Of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were out voting. That's what they were doing. Uh, and then, of course, coming up today, live at 9 o'clock, we're talking with one of the country's top criminal defense attorneys, Scott Rosenblum. Uh, it's interesting. I just happened to be with Scott yesterday, and he was watching what was taking place with the whole situation regarding... The Trump stuff. And he's like, this is a bad look for Democrats. And he's like, I'm not a Trump fan. He's like, but there's nothing here. So um, Scott will join us at nine o'clock to talk about that. 930, um, Momlytics podcast creator, uh, Rebecca Sheehan will join us as well to talk about um, the whole push for gun control. Uh, it's very important to her group, Ladies of Liberty. Uh, so we'll talk to her too. Pack show all the way around. Um, and so now we talk to our political analyst, uh, Kathy and, and Steve Strick. <laughs> so what did you think about the Trump stuff on TV yesterday? Did you, did you have a chance? Did you have a chance to break down those 34 felonies? 
Uh, I don't think it took much time to break down what was going on. I mean, Scott Rosenblum pretty much said it about the best that anybody could say it. I don't think they have anything. It's a bad yeah. look. Unfortunately, I was. I, I said on the show yesterday. I was like, man, I, I hope there's something, mm-hmm. at least something, because we're going through all of this and all of the time. I mean, damn, we could be talking housing and rates dropping. Right. We're having to look at all of these. <laughs> Donald Trump trumped up charges. Yes. Um, um, by the way, thanks for being here, guys. Thanks uh, for having us. Is it true? Hey, um, Megan told me yesterday, one of your employees, that rates <laughs> dropped yesterday. Is that true? <laughs> there you is go. that true or is she lost? <clears throat> rates dropped a little bit yesterday. They could go back up today. Well, see, that's what I said. Back. I said that's mm-hmm. only a little tomorrow. bit. And right. she's like, well, it's the right direction. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, th- those moments in time happen. But, you know, is is it going to stay down? I don't know if it's going to stay down. So when people say rates drop yesterday, it may have dropped an eighth. Uh, we saw some improvements. So what we did is we revisited some people that were on the fence, you know, and let them know that their payment actually dropped a little bit. So, um, no, we do stay in tune with that. Megan was right. Tell Megan she was yeah, right. Yeah, but see, I, I'm always told you need to be more positive. She's She's always and then listening. I was trying to be positive, and you're like, well... They could go back up tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah. But I Megan, think, they're going in the right direction. But, That's a great outlook. No, but, but I think you told us that before, though, that last week, that it could go up and down and all around and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the news and the media and, and the rhetoric controls where rates go a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So it might not even be the fundamentals of what's happening financially behind the scenes. It's what did so-and-so say today? What did so-and-so say is going to happen in a week? You know, what did so-and-so say is going to happen later this year? So um, it's tough to follow. Uh, nothing is really following the way things normally follow. Well, Tabitha was talking about this before, and I think it's something you guys were trying to focus on today. Do sellers specifically want cash buyers or do they want somebody who's financing and i'm gonna say does it doesn't even make a difference because all the money it's not like you show up with a bag of cash and right pay someone but there are some caveats to all of that so we we oftentimes will get a buyer that rolls in and they're like i mean i got cash so they take take fifty thousand dollars off i mean because i'm a cash buyer like they think that's they're going to reel and deal with the fact that they're cash, and so they're going to get a much better price. I wish it worked that. that way, right? And maybe there was a day. I don't know where this all started <laughs> from, but there's so many cash buyers think they are in the driver's seat with a price reduction if they roll in with cash. <clears throat> and so my conversation is always, well, the buy, the seller is getting cash one way or the other. They're either getting cash from the lender or they're getting cash exactly. from you. So I don't think it's necessarily going to significantly impact their negotiations on the price with an asterisk especially these days because you have to be so you have to be approved before you even get very far these days so that's where it gets a little hairy because i can tell you in in my days 26 years i've had probably seven or eight fraudulent buyers that just no end game. We don't know what the end game was. They roll in. They act like they have money. They say they're buying cash. They write contracts, and then they disappear, or they're 
check bounces or the or they stall and they stall and they stall and the earnest money never comes in. Mental illness. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. It's like, Sometimes it's two though, like a husband and wife. Crazy. I'm like, how do you get two That's people so crazy weird. in on the scheme? But anyway. Yes, you know that too. So so the reason with Ukrainian that, business people. You don't yeah. have anybody that's really verifying that they have the cash. So you do have to make sure if you're gonna accept a cash buyer that there's a legitimate proof of funds. And we've had people show up with proof of funds that were not so legitimate. They made them on their own computer. They cut and pasted oh. different things with the print-offs from your set from like statements. bank statements? Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, it, it is a little bit trickier to, to verify that they have the money um, versus like Bank of America gives them a pre-approval letter and they're saying they've already, you know, checked their credit and everything. That's a little bit more legitimate. But here's the thing that does make a difference to a seller versus cash or, or financing is that contingency period. So even though you're saying, if I come in on a house and it's $400,000 and I say, I'm cash, I'm gonna give you 375 versus a $400,000 offer with a finance contingency, if I were your agent, I'm gonna look at, at the $400,000 offer and really dig into the finance contingency to see who's representing this person and getting their loan. Let me talk to them. What are there, are there any obstacles? Are there any concerns? Because a $25,000 spread for taking a risk for three weeks to see if the buyer can get his financing to me is worth the risk versus taking a low ball offer because it's cash in hand. So, now, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. As I say, now there's another whole piece of this that people don't realize, and even agents get this wrong. You can still make an offer that's not contingent on financing, but that doesn't mean you're cash. Does that make okay? That hit, hitting mm -hmm. people don't get that. So a lot of times you hear, "Oh, they're giving me a cash offer." No, they're not. They're giving you a non-contingent on financing offer. Big difference. The difference is cash. I got it sitting right here in my bank account. So if anything happens, I lose my job or whatever, I'm pulling the cash, I'm coming to closing. Not contingent on financing is saying, I'm still maybe gonna get a loan. I'm not saying I have the cash, but I'm not asking you as the seller to bear my risk for three or four weeks for that loan contingency time frame. And then if I don't get the loan, I'm out scot-free because I made it contingent on if I can get the loan or not. So it's still a stronger position to come in and say, listen, I don't have the cash, but I know I have an 800 credit score. I know I don't have hardly any debt. I know my best friend's my lender. Like, I'm gonna get this loan. So in that type of situation, you could go into negotiation saying, I'm not gonna make it contingent on financing. So that's one beat stronger than, than financing, not quite cash, but still very, very palatable to the seller. The only difference is, let's say that guy does lose his job. And now best friend can't give him the loan. He doesn't have an out. Seller can sue him for non-performance of the contract. Interesting. And so it's, sense. And it's so important because you know what? <clears throat> the nuances, most people listening are probably thinking, well, it doesn't really matter. These I know, little, I was probably losing it, them halfway through that. <laughs> no, no. But a lot of people probably think these little nuances doesn't matter. But I'll tell you what, this past doesn't weekend, matter. I was at an open house. Yeah. And there were probably like 50 people there. Also looking at this house, several people talking to the agent, whoever he was that was representing this house. And they're all talking to him like, well, I want to write an offer. I want to write an offer. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, and so I'm trying to listen to what he's saying. And, and I could hear him talking. He's like, well, we're going to sit on this house for a month. We're going to take all the offers in. 
and then we're going to figure out who's contingent, who's FHA, who's conventional. So, you know, it really does. All of these things really matter. Mm -hmm. Does cash go faster? We've had that question three times. Yes. Faster closing, for sure. And that would be a, a, a huge benefit. Because right now, be. some people are closing in 10 days, it I'm hearing. Say, I think the fastest closing you could do right now is about <clears throat> 8 to 10 days. Yeah. But here's, uh, yeah. how many situations are you into where you need to close in 8 days? Right. I see a lot of people advertise this. Even lenders say, yeah. no, we can close <laughs> in 8 days. That's a good point. <laughs> Does it happen every day? No, Rarely. it really doesn't. Rarely. But, you know, cash, yeah. you could close faster than yeah. going through the financing process. Yeah, you got to just get through the title process, mostly. Title, if you're doing a, a, an appraisal or survey or any of that type of thing, that that's what slows it down a little bit. But cash, I mean, if you didn't have to do any of that, you could show up tomorrow and hand the person cash and turn over your house to them. Chinese that's exactly right. Faster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for those who true. from the from the Chinese or from the Chinese. Do you take one from the Chinese comment line? Do you take one? One is going even faster. Yes, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. Talking with Kathy Helbig Strict of Experience Real Estate Partners and her husband, Mortgage Man Steve Strict, three one four two seven six sold three one four two seven six sold. If you have any questions whatsoever, uh, give them a call. Just give them a call. They will take care of it. Even if you're not in the market right now, or if you're looking to see what's going to possibly come up. And another question that we've kind of asked you and tried to keep track of, Kathy, is the inventory. What's yes. in, is inventory going back up? Is uh, up the weather a little warmer? bit, yes. And we actually, in my own office, we saw a lot of activity this week. <clears throat> so definitely listings coming on the market, multiple offers again, like it's... We've it's crazy through. out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is really crazy out there. And it it's really going is. to continue to be multiple offers this year so get prepared get your strategy get your get ducks your, in the line get your ducks in a row for <laughs> sure for sure get your lender the, the one we were dealing with last night came down to who was the lender they're working with interesting because it was real close on the terms and then you get somebody that's like dealing with a rocket or something like that that is not As Steve a has human told us that about. you can touch and say give me the skinny on this guy so literally the agent was calling that loan officer and and getting as much information as possible about this buyer because there was another deal that wasn't contingent on financing. And this one was, but this one had better, a little bit better terms. So it all came down to what that lender had to say. That is so, that. I'm glad you guys brought that up because that is so important. I know for me, if I'm buying something, I want to make sure I have a lender, not only that the agent can reach to because they're, they're going to call. Right. You know, there's no question they are going to call the lender and they're going to want to talk to you. And when they call you and they ask you about me, I want you to know who I am right. and where I am in the process. Yeah, we actually take it a step further. You know, we actually have our loan officers call with, the listing with agent permission. with permission from the from the buyer. Even obviously. better. Even yeah. better. Got to have permission to talk about your financing information mm -hmm. to a third party. So anybody compliance people out there listening <laughs> it is with permission because the last thing you want is an agent to call your lender and they have no idea who you are right? yes. and they have to go and look yes. you up and they because they they have so many offers they have to have confidence mm -hmm. exactly. that you have the loan you're going to get the loan because they will drop you like a hot potato if they don't have that confidence well and here's the thing that you did for that agent you took that buyer's name off of their plate because they don't have to track the lender down now and verify that. Correct. So you're saying, look, Makes I'm actually going to take a step towards you, mm -hmm. tell you that our buyers are solid, give you the information that I'm allowed to give you per permission of my of my buyer, yeah. 
And that goes a long ways. It's, it's the personable part of the deal that comes back into play that's been lost for so long. Are you guys getting any calls from people outside of state looking to move here by chance or hearing? To move oh, yeah. Here? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you are? Yeah. We've got a couple of people right now that we're working with that are out of state. Is it job West related? Uh-huh. The job related. Yeah. Not just like, hey, we heard St. Louis is wonderful or the, the area. Not that I've, I've got more been moving told. Out. But. <laughs> yeah. More yeah. moving out. Yeah. People are probably <laughs> moving further out, aren't they? It seems mm-hmm. to me like I hear so many people talking about they're moving to Troy, Missouri, mm-hmm. or they're moving out to Wright City, or even Wentzville now. It seems like it's just overdone. Too many people have moved there, mm-hmm. and they're looking to even move out further. Do you guys see that a lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely seeing that. That's there is nothing but projects in Winsville for new neighborhoods. Farther and farther in our area, I guess west. We considered west. Because it, see, it seems like doesn't it seem like the worse our country gets, the more people are looking for land mm-hmm. <laughs> acreage for sure. Instead of living like right in the yeah. middle of a subdivision with your neighbor right next to you. We're kind yes. of that way. I am that way. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we have space around us. We yeah. pull in and close our garage doors, and it's like right. boom. We're in our make sure nobody can sneak in, in there. Like yeah. Well, I hope so because yeah. you guys worked hard. You worked yeah. long. You built a beautiful home. You've been there. And I hope it's that wild. I hope that you guys don't want to leave there. No, 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 no. Or at least not you get it. No, not tomorrow. That's <laughs> true. Uh, it is no. It, it is interesting when you see that. Uh, when it comes last week, when we were talking with you guys as well. If, is there anything else from a real estate standpoint this week that you think people need to be updated with, Kathy or Steve? Mortgage, mm-hmm. real estate, things to look for. Yeah. I think you need to make sure that you don't do things under duress. We had another situation this week where somebody did. They they jumped at a house. And then they they hadn't showed their kids yet. All of a sudden, reality hits. The kids go see it. The kids don't like it. It was a big change. And then they want it out. But because we're in such a heated market like we are, and you are stripping off all of these contingencies to be able to, to win, which is what they did, there's, there's no out. There was no out. So mm. they ended up having to negotiate with the seller a big chunk of money to walk away, to let them walk away. Wow. And so I hate that kind of stuff. Kills Ugh. me because we really like, you know, the situation for the, the people moving wasn't a great situation anyway. And then they they acted emotionally and, and acted quickly to to put this deal together. And then when that when that buyer's remorse sets in, that has to happen it often, I would think. Because, you know, I, I know as many houses as I've looked at, and we have so many family members that want to agree on the same house, mm-hmm. you know, because it would be a future, let's say, family home. Mm-hmm. You, you go and you see it. And you know, if you don't make an offer right away, it's going to be gone. Correct. Right. And then by the time you bring your other family members in and then they don't right. like it, you're right in the middle of the process because things move so quickly right now. But now flip that around as that seller. So yes. think about... Mm-hmm. You know, that seller, you can't blame that You can't party blame them. You cannot blame them. Because they had multiple offers. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they took this offer. That's right. Because it had the least amount of contingencies in it. And then the, the buyer didn't want it. The buyer wanted to back out. So that seller is now gun shy because they looked at a what they thought was a really, really solid offer that had really no outs. And all of a sudden that person says, I'm not going to come to closing. So you got to think about those walkaway clauses as a seller, that's one of the biggest things right now. If this contract would have had that in there, that agent would have been able to just perform a home inspection, 
They don't even have to show up for it. Just send an inspector and then cancel that contract and walk away. So one little clause, it's three lines in an eight-page contract would have saved that buyer a lot of money. Oh my but gosh. how do you get but the walk-away have, clause? It would have hurt the seller. It's what's in there normally. So if oh, you're, I if see, you're I taking see. it out to make yourself a better-looking offer, mm-hmm. beware. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying make sure you understand once you take that out, there's ramifications to that. But then also as a seller, remember how important that is that that isn't there if you're looking at a bunch of different offers because ultimately anybody can just put a contract on a house. I'm talking in our St. Louis area. I don't speak for the whole nation's contracts. I'm not sure what everybody else's is. It seems to be pretty prevalent that there is an escape clause that allows people to say, listen, I put a contract down, I did my inspection, now I don't want it. No negotiations, no, there's things wrong and I wanna negotiate this with the seller, it's just a, I don't want it. I didn't even know. Doesn't even have to be anything wrong with it. Exactly, but until you guys were here, what was it, last week or the week before when you first brought up this walk, I didn't even know that existed. And it's so, and it's so incredibly important and yet I didn't even know about it. And, and most people don't. Here's a mistake don't. I see agents make a lot too. <clears throat> and I say agents because buyers don't. They're being guided by their agent. I see them take that walkaway clause out or, or we say we don't like our, one of our deals, if we're in competition, we're like, we're not taking any walkaway clauses. So either peel it off or you're not competing with us. But I see agents make the mistake sometimes not knowing what, what the ramifications are. I think they don't know. <clears throat> Is that they take the walkaway clause out and they take away the negotiation part. So basically, you've left your buyer with no, no options at all. So usually it's one or the other. Because a lot of times they'll say, I'm buying it as is, seller to make no repairs. I'm not going to ask for, you know, I'm going to take this one other phrase out of the contract that talks about where you can negotiate repairs. I'm going to take that out. And I'm going to take the walkaway clause out. That just means your buyer just did an inspection and found out the house is falling apart. And they still got to buy it anyway. So how does that help? help the buyer you know so be careful with when you're rearranging your contracts and taking things out and you've got to really be strategic and make sure you understand the ramifications so you're not backed up against the wall before we let you guys go you want to promote new age or health and wellness center as well anything shaking in the last week yeah any new products coming uh there's products coming all the time there's a ton of of, yeah evolution within that industry the health and wellness uh yes we do own new age health and wellness i threw the i threw you into there sorry before we said goodbye it's all good (laughs) i'm actually when i leave here i'm gonna go look at some space in lake st louis Uh, to open another one here in the next few oh, months. Oh, that's so, so exciting. We, actually, we had somebody come in from Omaha, Nebraska last week, and they are looking to open probably within the next six months as well. Yeah. So we've got two opportunities in Kansas City. So yeah. health and wellness. Yeah. We're out there making sure everybody can live but their optimal lives. New products in St. Louis? PRP. PRP for hair coming out strong. is a yeah. really big thing. Medical weight loss is Medical still strong. Medical weight loss, we've talked about that. I need both of those. Peptides. <laughs> I need those too. I need all I of it. Cover, yes. girl, everything you need. Yeah, the peptides are great for hair and nails. If you need any, like your hair growing back, your nails are weak and brittle. 
get great peptides for that. Hundreds of peptides. Also, um, for women, well, men too, we offer both the testosterone injection therapy, but also we have the pellet therapy for those of you that are squeamish of needles. Well, we appreciate you guys jumping in today. Steve Strick and Kathy Helbig Strick of Experience Real Estate Partners. Expect to be moved 314-276-SOLD. We'll see you guys next time, all right? Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Uh, Once again, if you have any questions about anything, just give them a call. Let them know uh, anything that you need. Go ahead, jump in and do that. Uh, What we're going to do is uh, Scott Rosenblum, one of America's top criminal defense attorneys, comes in to weigh in on the whole Trump situation. Um, He's not a big Trump fan. And just wait to hear what he has to say about uh, what these uh, 34 felony charges are. Uh, It's fascinating to me. So Scott, we'll be jumping in a moment. We'll take our break now. Uh, Check out our partners. We'll be back in just two minutes. Uh, If you do something, get a break, come right back. Uh, For Scott, if you have questions, you can jump and ask Scott questions as well. Uh, Scotty Gherkin, Lizzie Sparks, Eric Johnson, Tab the Hassan, Vic Faust, back with more right after this. You've waited, and now it's here. The unveiling of the latest Carol House Lifestyle Collections. I'm Brooke with my sister Amy inviting you to see three football fields of the latest styles. Our new lifestyle collections are premium quality furniture made exclusively for us and available only at Carroll House. The attention to detail is unmatched and so is the value, nearly half the price of a typical gallery store. Plus, get free financing, delivery, and in-home design. Carroll House, because you like nice things. Kathy O. Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653 or 5 Find her online at experience-re.com. Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. As all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This Studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic Air Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601 or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. Oh, 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 oh,
Hey guys, welcome into cancel this cancel this show.com, hour number two. We thank Kathy Helbig Strict and Steve Strict, the real estate mortgage team coming in. Also, they own New Age to talk about. Yeah, if you have cash, great. It's going to probably work a little bit better, but if you have any questions real estate, just give them a call all the time. Scotty Gherkins here running the engineering boards. We've got Lizzie Sparks taking care of all of the chat line. Eric Johnson, tab of the hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Appreciate you guys being here. Um, okay. Tabitha, what'd you say just happened? You had some breaking news? Um, I it, I would call it breaking news. I have yet to confirm, but it, but I, I don't see it as being outside of the ordinary where we have NATO saying that, yes, we will, Ukraine will become part of NATO. We will allow them to become a NATO state. That's a really big deal because Finland, as you know, was just recently admitted as the 31st country to join NATO. And now we, we've always believed Ukraine will, but I think they're going to kind of speed that process up. Yeah, coming. that's a big problem. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's a big problem for us, is what I mean. It's a big <laughs> problem. It's a problem for Ukraine, but it's a real big problem. For I us. thought our big problem was all the attention, all the national media, all over Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that, as uh, China and Russia are having their meetings and talking about their money and and while Zelensky <clears throat> is in Poland yeah. today, what's he doing? What's Zelensky doing in Poland? Well, what do you think? Wheeling and dealing because Wheeling now we have nuclear weapons, you know, in Belarus or going to be in Belarus probably in July. But it's interesting. Interesting too, it's though, scary. earlier this week, I saw the video from last week, Zelensky and Austria and the Austrian parliament all stood up and walked out on him mm. because he refuses to negotiate a peace treaty. He refuses that. And people don't talk about it, that. It's enough. not. And it's, he it, refuses. It's, just, it's a fact. It's he, a fact. He could easily <laughs> say, OK, these people in this eastern region of Ukraine. Uh, they want to be liberated. They're happy about what has happened, the vast majority of them. Let's just let that region go like we did Crimea and let's end this war so less of my people will be killed. But he won't. He says, nope, we want that. And, and if you come out against us, if you protest, if you go to your church, we're going to gas you. We're going to imprison you. Mm. I mean, but people don't talk about it, Vic. Well, because we're talking about Donald Trump. And we're That's talking right. about the 34 felony charges. And you've got one news network saying this is an absolute joke. And you've got another one going, well, we need to look at the spirit of the law. <laughs> Dana Bush. Dana Bush was seeing it and saying, well, there may not be a letter of the law case here. But I, I didn't know that you learned that in law school, this, the spirit of the law. I mean, did he look defeated last night or what? Who? Trump. You, I didn't you've got to be so. kidding me. Don't, I thought don't, he looked don't empowered. You've got to be kidding me. Nah. Empowered, Eric. That's the word. No, this was not Trump coming down the golden escalator. That's for I saw it that way. I, I did, did too. Mm -mm. I saw him saying him you know, thinking he's could, got 15 million more dollars all I could than think, he had before. All I could think million, the entire absolutely. time. Well, that's a lot of money. But the entire time I was watching that, you know what I thought of? Seriously. I could not break this out of my brain. And then as soon as you say this, we'll get to Scott. Okay, because we have Scott, Scott, will, Scott will blow our mind by saying how stupid this thing is. Because it is stupid. <laughs> but the only thing I could think of was, where the hell, why were there classified documents being brought over to Chinatown from the Biden administration? I could not get that out of my mind. It was like it was just glossed over. How? I mean, it's one thing to have them in your garage by a Corvette. Where you're just an incompetent boob and you don't and you put them with the family pictures. Well, that's actually called a, a national security. When you risk. have cost, when you have these documents in a car that's not Secret Service or it's not official, and they're being wheeled over to Chinatown. 
That's all I could think about. I was like thinking, yeah, Trump, you're doing your thing. It's kind of the same speech you've been giving for the last six years. Chinatown documents. I was like, what? What? National. Anyway, I digress. And we get to our friend, uh, one of the best in the business, anywhere you'll find him, Scott Rosenblum. Long history of success all over the place. Scott, thanks for jumping in with us this morning to talk about all of the craziness and all the media hype and everything else going on with Donald Trump. You saw the 34 uh, charges come down for felonies. Mm. Scott, break it down for us, please. <laughs> but the best part is if people don't realize, and you can say it too, it, you're not exactly uh, some gung-ho Trump fan. So we say that at the outset. What do you make of all of this? I mean, it's. I think it's ridiculous. I think the Democrats or whoever was behind this, all they did was, as you, one of you guys said, empower Trump. You know, it reminds me a little bit of the case when I defended the governor when out of nowhere uh, Kim Gardner decided to, to take on the governor with some crappy case, um, pushed into it without really considering the law. Yeah. It's it's very similar. These 34 counts, I mean, all those are 34 transactions, and all the transactions, for the most part, are based on Michael Cohn, who's going to, the first words out of his mouth, is going to have to tell a jury, if it gets that far, is I'm a, I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not only am I a liar, um, I've, I've admitted under oath that, I'm, that what I do is I'm a perjurer, but mm-hmm. now believe me. On this occasion, I mean, it's ridiculous. And then looking at the charges, it's sort of hard for me to figure out exactly what they're what they're charging him with. Um, thirty-four is meaningless. That's just me. Instead, they could have done it in one swoop, but they break it down to thirty-four different transactions. That's like thirty-four counts, mm-hmm. lower-end felonies, and they have to prove that the cover-up was designed um, to, to conceal some other crime. Um, I think people are having a difficult time determining what that other crime is. Department of Justice looked at this and took pass. They probably took a pass because the only time they didn't take a pass was against John Edwards covering yeah. up the pregnant, the pregnancy with a girlfriend, and they got crushed in that case because yeah. may not there, there may not be a crime to cover up, um, and the FEC doesn't go after him. So I don't know what's going on here. Maybe there's another case out there that's stronger. But this one's not going to carry the day. I no. can't imagine. And and my we talked about this a few days ago, and we were trying to figure out liberalism, conservatism, decorum, the whole nine yards. What is the what is the firewall for people not to get drug into court willy nilly on these rogue? And he's a rogue prosecutor, and Kim Gardner's a rogue prosecutor, and the guy in in LA is a rogue prosecutor, and they do things not by the letter of the law, but by the letter of their ideology. What is the backstop? Why doesn't this judge? Are we? I was a little more more surprised this judge didn't say what what is this why are you bringing this to me this is ridiculous is there any kind of way that i mean community i mean look you know as vic said i'm not a big trump fan no 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 absolutely not i I like some policies but i think he's an immoral disgusting abhorrent human being right but but other than that i mean i'm not much into politics but right um, so theoretically, I mean, the way the system is set up, the firewall would be the grand jury. That's 16 to 23 people that hear, hear, hear the case. Now, the case is not presented with anything other than a prosecutor. There's no judge. There's no defense lawyer to challenge witnesses. And the finding is a probable cause finding. It's a low bar. Whether or not a crime has been committed, whether or not there's probable cause to believe a crime has been committed, and this man committed the crime. Yeah, yeah. That's 
are. So, you know, everybody's heard the expression, don't die to ham sandwich. Right. Grand jury is basically controlled by the prosecutor. So how is it controlled? If the prosecutor wants to seek cover and he's getting pressure to charge a particular crime and he wants to say, I, I don't want to charge it, you can take it to the grand jury and direct the grand jury not to charge. And mm. then they can look publicly and saying, look, I presented it to the grand jury. They didn't charge. On the other hand, if you want him to charge, I mean, they're certainly going to follow his lead. So they charged him. Now they're stuck with this, that there's probable cause finding that he's committed these offenses. So the next step would be whether or not the indictment is defective on its face, whether or not it doesn't state a crime, whether or not it should be dismissed by way of a motion to dismiss. Yeah. That's an unusual, that's an unusual um, step, but certainly the judge has that ability to do so. And especially if the way it's phrased, that they're that under New York state law and that you have to be talking about concealing of some crime that they can't say exists, um, that could be a problem. Now, looking at it, um, th there's one count that talks about concealing, not paying, I think, taxes of some sort. I mean, that could have a little bit more uh, um, gravitas than some of the other counts, but still, it's sort of a bullshit case. Yeah, Scott, how long can they drag this out for? Well, again, that depends on on certain procedural moves, um, and uh, and the court and scheduling. But they can certainly file a motion for speedy trial, um, and that would sort of push the case forward. Um, but I would say, if they really wanted to get a trial quickly, somewhere between four to six months. But what if they don't want to get a trial quickly? What if their what if their purpose and I and I'm not this is just my speculation is to drag it out. Could something like this take, you know, months, a year well, or it's, longer? It's December is the next date, correct? And then January. December is the next date. And then yeah. January is the trial uh, date, I thought. Yeah, it, it, it could take years. Yeah. A year and a half. It could, it could take a while. And it depends on what sort of pretrial maneuvering is going on. They could try to file a motion to change venue. They could try to recuse the judge. They could try to, um, you know, I don't know whether or not there was a, a search warrant involved. You can file a motion to suppress evidence obtained illegally so there's all sorts of pre-trial um, maneuvers that could be going on or that could go on that could delay it and then if they change if they try to change venue they have to establish if you don't get a change of venue as a matter of right you have to establish mm -hmm. that you can't get a fair trial so you have to have a hearing where they do sometimes it depends on the court they'll bring in a bunch of uh, mock jurors from the community um, or send out questionnaires and, and question them to see whether or not they can even get 12 people. Yeah. How, how uh, much pressure is this judge under to dismiss this flawed case? Well, you know, I, there's so many different things that go into that. I mean, there's his political ramifications. I don't know whether he's retained, whether or not he's elected. I mean, mm -hmm. every. Now, every, there's personalities that go into every case, unfortunately. Um, usually, you know, more so on the state level than the federal, because the federal judges have lifetime appointments. But I did think it was interesting that, um, I mean, I think that if there was one harbinger about this judge giving some deference to Trump or the power, or the power of his, um, I guess, his presence, you know, he sort of warned him about not, talking but yet he doesn't issue a gag order so you got to ask yourself <laughs> why doesn't he issue a gag order against this man well 
the only thing I can think of is he didn't want to be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. What's he going to do? What does a gag order do? So a gag order, if he violates it, which of course he violated that very, that he didn't violate. There was no gag order, but he went against the judge's wishes that very night mm -hmm. at Mar-a-Lago, where not only does he start talking, he blasts everybody, including the judge. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he, the guy would the guy would be a, a client from hell. I mean, holy. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking but, with yeah, Scott. Did you want to finish that I, point? I mean, I think so. He doesn't issue a gag order. So why not? Well, <laughs> what's he going to do to him? So he issues a gag order and, and he knows Trump's going to violate it. And then what's his recourse to hold him in contempt and put Trump in jail? Yeah. What, what, lock him up in Rikers? Come yeah. on. So he's <laughs> powerless to do anything with the guy. No. What, what do you think My about aunt. Stormy Daniels? Sorry, Vic. Is, is she going to have to pay the money back? She has to. Yeah. She, I mean that. That yeah. That Trump was awarded. Mm -hmm. He was awarded one hundred twenty-two thousand yesterday. Yeah. What happens yeah, if she doesn't pay yeah. it back? Well, I mean, if she doesn't, I mean, so that's a order. So if she doesn't pay it back, um, then they would execute on whatever assets she has. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a side story, isn't it? Yeah, Our, you can't run from it. I mean, that's as a. I think that's as a result of some of the fantastic representation she had from Mr. Michael Avenatti. Yeah. <laughs> I see a new tour coming to St. Louis soon. Oh my God. So, now, I think, cooling his jets for a quick 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we're talking with Scott Rosenblum of Rosenblum, Schwartz, and Fry. Scott, we learn a ton when we listen to you speak about everything that happens in these law processes, and we appreciate uh, you joining us to give us an update on that. We'll see what happens with the Trump trial from that situation. Do you see similarities between what you see with, and I know people say, the Soros-backed brag, the DA, and some of the things you've had to deal with and see with Kim Gardner mm. in St. Louis? I mean, on a much lower level, yeah. I mean, so... First of all, I don't know what the sores back DA, you know, the guy's 93 years old, leave him alone. I mean, he's a philanthropist and he, and he, he has, I guess, a, a benevolent arm that gives. I don't think he knows Alvin Bragg. I don't think he particularly knew Kim Gardner, although he gives money to these types of, of I guess, prosecutors indirectly. Um, are, I guess of the uh, progressive prosecutor. Now, Kim's idea of progressive prosecution is... Uh, just not charging anybody, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how progressive that is. <laughs> but the similarities are there. I mean, there's no question that when we did a deep dive on when I was representing the governor and we got into some phone records and there was a lot of weird stuff going on. For instance, there were, there were some uh, uh, early on contact with some Democratic operatives um, giving out private phone numbers which is a little unusual some of these people contacting the alleged victim giving the alleged victim the private phone number of her i mean that just doesn't happen and and then there's you know we and then you know one of the problems with eric the difference between eric and trump is trump has the full support of his maniacal base my friend eric who i think would have probably made a good governor you know absolutely uh my friend Eric had had nowhere to go because he'd already pissed off the Republicans up on up on the hill. So they were going after him too. They wanted to get rid of him because he was getting rid of uh, this uh, low income housing or whatever that whatever some benefit some program. That it was you, you called it. Yeah. So um, they didn't like that. So he he didn't have any backup. So. Um, 
and there was a lot of contact between you know that's when the bag man came in and the money and all that all the craziness but at the end of the day i mean that literally was one of the worst cases that i've ever been involved in as far as proof they never were going to make that case they didn't have the evidence and it showed the corruption that takes place is it but scott isn't that the okay because you you have to i know you're not into politics but there's this new terminology that the american people are and it's called weaponization of government that is a that's a true thing there is no more blind on lady liberty or whatever i mean it's is that troubling to you well of course it's troubling now in in uh eric's case well, I shouldn't say this. It's going to be mean. I'm not, I'm not sure the people that were prosecuting him understood the weaponization. I think they were just stooges. Uh, <laughs> I do too, for sure. I, I think there are some people maybe behind him that understood it. Yeah. But uh, I think they may understand it now. <laughs> oh, they understand it now. Of course they but, do. Yeah. Talking but, about former Governor Eric Wright, well, of course, who was a client of yours. It's good old-fashioned corruption when you have a bag of money that comes out of nowhere. When you're talking about a prosecutor who is passing along private numbers yeah. to victims, that's mm-hmm. called corruption. Okay, but I got, and they get, don't even care that we let, know. Let me get back to that for just a second because this is important. Um, are we in an era where these these uh, young lawyers, these Gen X Z lawyers, are coming out and it's 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 not a bad thing to maybe politically go after people now, charge them with a case. If they even if they lose, they get mired in this kind of weird goo of political, you know, lawsuits. And that can go both ways. It Andrew, can, Bailey, absolutely. Andrew Bailey's a Republican attorney yes. GA who's going after AG, going after Kim Gardner. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's where the fear for a lot of people come in. Not that you're going after Trump and not that this, that. And it's just we're in this new era of the law, of the judicial system becoming this weapon for whoever wants to use it. I mean, it's it's very frightening. Politics are disgusting. I mean, it, it's always been, there's always been a component of that, but it, it hasn't been, as you were saying, so weaponized. I mean, if Trump wins in 2024, can you imagine the wrath that some people are going to occur? Mm-hmm. There's some people that just ought to leave the country, starting with like Hunter Biden, right? <laughs> I can't wait to see all that. Oh my gosh, that's a great quote too. Think about that's that. Awesome. No, I know. Yeah, I, absolutely great. true. It's like it's like okay, you. Ha- but then, then we don't know what this deep state is. Blah. It's like all these dynamics that but are Eric, oh, coming so up to the surface. You know, my, my son's father is a was a county prosecutor here in Missouri. And I am telling you, this stuff that we're seeing has been going on forever. It's just now they don't care that we know. This type of corruption within our judicial system has been going on. There's been payouts and uh, there are names dropped and there are backroom yeah. deals. Yeah. We just didn't see it. I, I hear now you. we're seeing it. No, I hear you. And I... And it, Scott, let me ask you this in relation to that. So let's say you're not Donald Trump. Let's say you're not the Biden family with a multi-million dollar account. And you're just some you're some person, a loudmouth conservative in St. Charles. And some prosecutor wants to go after you for the same reasons. That doesn't have the bankroll to be able to fund something like this. Now the weaponization is money. Is there, I guess, like coming full circle to my question, is there a judge that understands that, that goes, if I put this case out there, you're going to be fighting $100,000 bills for the next 20 years. Does a judge understand that and go, we're not doing that here? How does that work? And I talk about that firewall for, for us regular folk. Well, I mean, it just depends on the judge, to be honest. It, 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 it takes a lot of, look, it takes a lot of, of 
gumption. I was going to, I don't know what kind of words I can use on this show. Any, but any, word, any you word you want, want yeah. bring them. Google loves them. It takes some, <laughs> some nuts to look at this, especially on a, in the, in the, on a high profile case and said, I'm done. One man, I'm going to shut it down. And there has to be a, there has to be a legal basis to, to uh, support a motion to dismiss. That means that the indictment has to be defective of some sort or the charge. Now, if they don't, in some counties, they don't really have grand juries, so there's like a preliminary hearing, and you can it's like a mini trial, probable cause hearing, and the judge can say, "Oh, this is bullshit," and I'm, and, and I'm not binding it over. That mm-hmm. happens from time to time, um, but yeah, you would hope there's a firewall, but it's it's there's there's a lot of moving parts to that, and there's personalities to that, and there's people that don't want to lose their job, and there's people that want to run for their next election, and keep and and keep their little. You know, their little bastion of power. So there's all that, all all of those issues that are going on. Hey, Scott, if you could, if you could guess right now, who is going to be the champion here? Is it going to be Alvin Bragg or is it going to be Donald Trump? Who's going to win this? Um, if I had to guess, I think uh, this case will be, at least in notoriety, will be... Um, consumed by Jack Smith when Jack Smith federally indicts him out of D.C. for, I'm not sure it's going to be anything with January 6th. I think he may go after the documents and not about, not not the issue of having the documents um, because that gets murky because obviously Pence and Biden had the same issue. But I think if he can establish that once he, it was discovered that he had the uh, the documents, that he lied to authorities, that he obfuscated turning him over, that he basically thumbed his nose. Now, that's a problem. That's There's 1,001 violations for lying to federal agents. Um, that gets a lot of people in trouble. There's obstruction counts that would, could come out of that. And, you know, the feds are a lot more... Uh, why aren't the feds going after Biden then for exactly the same thing? It's like playing a football game. One team gets two downs and the other team gets five downs. Why is that not a fair question? It, if it was only for having the documents, you would be right. What about documents in plain sight was, in a garage? or being? Point, no, the point I'm trying to make is they can't go after Trump for just having the documents because that would be correct. Because I think Obama had him on one point. Yes. Biden had them. Bush, <laughs> Hillary, they've all had their classified they, documents. They've all had their documents, but the difference is <clears throat> once they realized, oh God, I'm you know I'm, I'm in my bathroom when I see a pile of classified documents. <laughs> oh, they turn them over, right? So I think they're. I think what we're going to find out in this case is that Trump, being Trump, knew he had them. He decided I have a right to them. I can do whatever I want with them, including him laying them out in on the table at Mar-a-Lago for all his guests to see, whatever. But once he had him and he started obstructing the the, um, the process of turning him back to the National Archives, that's a problem. And to the extent that he was um, deceiving agents along the way, I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think that's going to be the case that you're going to have. And that could be a dangerous case for him. I think, you know, I don't like, I, I don't like state prosecutors taking on former presidents i think the atlanta case could have some uh, some some merit but i mean he's you know find me the eleven thousand dollar the eleven thousand votes i think there's more credible witnesses with raffensperger and all that but again i mean it's a little state prosecutor and again it's optics and i hate to say this because um 
unfortunately, the the dynamics, if it's a local African-American prosecutor, it just gives Trump and his base so much to talk about. Yeah, it really does. Talking with Scott Rosenblum of Rosenblum, Schwartz and Fry. Scott, I want before we get out of here uh, today with you, what are you working on these days? I mean, you still have a, a ton of energy. You're still attacking cases. You're still getting wins after wins after wins. Um, what, what's what's shaking in your world these days? Excuse me, you said I still have a ton of energy. What do you think? I'm ancient. <laughs> Damn, Vic. Exactly. Meaning, meaning, you know exactly what I mean. I don't even need to say it. If I feel like that, I'm going to have to take off my shirt. For exactly. <laughs> we want to see your tattoos. <laughs> He's going to P90X you. I have, uh, you know, I haven't slowed down much. I, I, I uh, <clears throat> next week I'm going to uh, try a sex case, and we're in. Um, Jefferson County, I just got retained by another NFL or I can't tell you his Come name. Come on. Who's got a little bit of problem and that could that's gonna pop up pretty soon. Uh, you know, I always got a ton of murder cases floating around, little corruption, little white cop. <laughs> ton uh, of murder cases, St. Louis. It's good for business. Uh, <laughs> it's not just St. Louis though. Scott's going around. It's not just Okay. And he has some fantastic <laughs> clients. I gotta go down to Houston to represent an alleged uh, Kill mill involving some doctors, you know, that, you know, just basic stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's a kill mill? Pill mill, not oh. kill mill. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said kill mill. Like, what is that? Well, actually, if the government, the government would tell you kill mill. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what, seriously, would you have that much? That sounds like a ton. I mean, that sounds like a ton of stuff. Are you sleeping? What time do you get up and do this stuff? Well, when I'm in trial, I get up at 3.30. I've been up at 3.30 morning working on this case but I, I have it organized pretty well so i have 15 lawyers and they're all organized into various jurisdictions like st louis county st louis city um uh jefferson county outstate then you know out of out of, out of the state mm -hmm. like if i have cases in different states and then federally so those lawyers are constantly working up the cases and keeping me up to speed so i can tell them what left what's what else I want them to do. So as long as they're worked up and they know me, then I'll say, how much time am I going to need to prepare this case for trial? And, you know, if it's an extensive document case, they may say six weeks. If it's a, you know, a city murder case where, you know, half the time the prosecutor's not going to show up, they may say a half hour. Damn. So, now, is that... You want to? You want to? Let's talk Kim Garner just for a nanosecond. Um, is she is she leaving that office? And who do you think she'll get replaced by? Have you heard anything? Well, sure. I mean, she's leaving. She's not leaving voluntarily, right? So, so you know, she survived a lot. She survived. You know, I, I was a I was going to be a witness in her OCDC investigation, and that went away. I was going to be a witness in. And with with respect to uh, Tizabee in that case, and they gave him a sweetheart deal. So now what's standing is the, quote, Warranto, and that's working its way. I mean, they're putting together a pretty strong case. Now it's a it's a big burden. Um, you know, I've been I've had some discussions with Andrew Bailey and his staff. Uh, if it works, she's gone um, and there'll be people running against her. But, you know, to me, um, if this doesn't work. She has a pretty rabid base. I, I think, unfortunately, they don't understand that her base, they're actually the victims of her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the sad thing about it. The sad thing is that they, they don't see past 
that she's a progressive prosecutor or she's an African-American uh, female prosecutor has nothing to do with race. It's just, it, it really doesn't. It's just competence. And there's just zero competence, zero organization, zero accountability, and the office is in shambles. I mean, yeah. literally shambles. So, but having said that, if she survives the quo warranto and she runs, she'll be elected. Again. Do we need new laws coming from the states to say the job entails this from our prosecutors, from our dog catchers, from our that those those basic tasks have to be done, or you're eliminated? Is that do we need that? It almost feels like well, we need to have laws that say you're, this is what you're responsible for, elected or not. If you don't do it, you're gone. No, we do. This is what this quo warranto is. This is what they're trying to establish in court, that she that she's not fit for the job. Now, the problem is, you know, they, it, it has to be more than just a level of negligence. I mean, they can't. So you elect somebody and you think the guy's a boob or the girl's a boob. Mm-hmm. You can't say, okay, I'm going after you because you're a boob. They have to establish a, a, a case that it's intentional, that it's basically intentional negligence or intentionally neglecting the duties of her job. Okay. You know, that's a harder burden. Now, they believe they can make it. I hope they do. I think the city needs another prosecutor, um, clearly. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be some decent people running. Hey, Scott, we appreciate you jumping in with us today, my friend. By the way, we're located at Strategic Air Services. Uh, it's a luxury airport, Hager. They yeah, these aren't lot, Cessnas. They have, a lo- they have a lot of airplanes for sale. He's like, I've been you there. Should, you could get one of those airplanes and fly mm-hmm. all over the country yeah. to take I, I care already, of those cases. Why, why do I need that? I already fly all over the country with Tilly. I don't have to pay oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Hey, it makes sense. Once, hey, Scott, I've already told you, man, when, when you do have some time, we need to sit down and start recording uh, more Scott Rosenblum. I mean, you need your own podcast, your material. You've got too much. Nobody does what you do. We appreciate you taking some time with us today, my friend. All right. I'm getting back to the gym now. Hey, we got a gym yeah. over here, too. We got a kick-ass gym with protein powder. I've seen it. Yeah, it's a, it doesn't suck. You know what? As good as suck. it is, Scott has one that's almost as nice, if not better, in his own house. I know. I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. Right, Scott, thanks, you, man. man. We appreciate it. Scott Rosenblum of Rosenblum, Schwartz, and Fry. Um, always good to catch up with Scott. It's interesting because here's the thing. Mm. Um, a lot of our base and a lot of our listeners are strong conservative. He, he can't stand Donald Trump. You hear that. But at the same point in time, he's like, give me a break. This trial is a nothing burger. But then he also goes on to talk more seriously about Jack Smith and what could happen with those classified documents. I found that interesting because Scott never, he, he never plays aside. He just doesn't. So the difference is this. How many egregious things has Obama done against the country? How many, I'm sure there's some. How many, but were egre- they legal how many or egregious illegal? things have Biden done against against the country? I'm sure there's some. Well, the difference, Eric, here's is the that difference. Biden here's, is not the president. He here's the difference. Here's documents. the difference. Here's the difference. It's not about that. It's about, yeah, it it's about the prosecutors not looking for him. It's like there's Easter eggs of all kinds of crap that all these presidents and senators have done, and they're in every single one of their offices and rooms all across the country. But they, they don't look for those Easter eggs. Let's go look for some Trump Easter eggs. 
That's the problem. Well, that's because we know who is in charge. I mean, literally, I mean, literally, did did we, we just listened to what Scott said. Kim Gardner was literally paid by George Soros to not prosecute cases. She herself has never prosecuted Have you ever cases. noticed? Never. Her office have- isn't prosecuting cases. And you know why? Because they're not prosecuting cases? Because in this country, you're guaranteed a fair and speedy trial. Mm-hmm. They have to let the criminals The Democrats go. are, you know what the Democrats are? They're those guys that play the, uh, the shell game. That are actually able to take the little the little foam ball and move the cups around real fast, and you can never find what they're. It's, it's under that cup. No, it's not. That, that is what the Democrats are ridiculous. But we always find it. It's in one. It's, it's in one. Fun. It's in two. It's like yes, yeah, like going to the Blues game or the Cardinal game and, and trying to guess yep. what. Which they are fantastic at that, Tabitha. You know it. But you know, Republicans we can't follow the ball. Republicans, on the other hand, we're like we didn't do anything wrong. What do you What do you want? Well, you want we to- don't play that game. We don't intentionally prosecute people. But our corruption has been going on in the judicial system since the beginning of time, since it was first put into place. Now they just don't care anymore. And like you said, they use that as they've always used it as a weapon. I mean, what, but now what, it's so what, obvious. What Mitt Romney is not asking this morning. Um, you know, I woke up with my coffee and my family and I just got this report that Biden was bringing um, documents to Chinatown. Uh, yeah, I need to find out what that's about. And why? Where is that guy? And well, that's a big deal. But why isn't everyone talking about what, Kim Gardner what was in and the, her what office was, giving was, personal phone numbers Kim, to Kim victims? Kim Gardner's small well, that fish. Too. And that that's, is huge. That is Kim Gardner's small corruption, fish. Corruption, corruption, corruption. Well, it, it's it, you're. Right. I think you're both right. I think you're both right on that. Yeah, she's small fish, but it's also a massive, massive deal. St. Louis is dead. And, but that's it's, the it's other a reason dying, why it's, it's great to have Scott, who we just had on. I mean, when we talk to Scott Rosenblum, you learn a lot. St. Louis is your arm with gangrene. Well. Okay, it needs to come off. That's all there is to it. St. Louis is a is a dying entity. We found out last night that liberals will always vote liberal. Chicago is doomed. I know I say that in my deep voice. Uh, St. Louis is right there at the precipice of being doomed, and it's just the way of the world. So Kim Gardner is a lost cause, in my opinion. But the country. Man, if you don't start looking with a with a, a, a spyglass at all these guys and saying we got to fix this, and we don't have a lot of time, I've never been one of those guys to say we don't have a lot of time. We literally do not have a lot of time right now. Well, with that being said, this is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. We have a packed show today. We're continuing on now. Scotty Gherkin here running the engineering boards. We've got Lizzie Sparks taking care of all social media and your comments. That was Eric Johnson. Tab of the Hassle, I'm Vic Faust. And of course, now we told you we had another guest coming into the show. Uh, Rebecca Sheehan, she's of Momletics Podcast. Yeah. Uh, also, Ladies of Liberty throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area. Uh, she's kicking butt in all areas right now. Rebecca, thanks for jumping in today we had you scheduled i'm so glad we catch up with you because with the midst of the trump stuff going on and we just talked a bunch of law with scott rosenblum we also had something else that happened uh recently that was a massive massive story and it's it's crazy how we can forget about things really really fast because the news cycle churns and that was the horrible school shooting in nashville last week was curious to get your opinion when it came uh to your latest podcast first of all let us know how people can find your podcast and all about this latest episode and why you're doing this episode well thank you so much for having me on the show um i'm rebecca sheehan my pop my podcast is called momletics like politics but with a mom because it's meant for parents, like-minded parents, who are concerned about the direction of this country, especially because 
we have kits. So you can find it basically anywhere that um, you listen to your podcasts. And you can also chat with me on social media at Rebecca R. Sheehan. Nice. So, yeah, I um, was especially inspired to talk about this shooting because, I mean, after everyone, we say enough is enough. But this one hit close to home for me because our school here in St. Louis is basically identical to the Covenant School in Nashville. Mm. And our head of school here moved here from that school where he was the assistant head of school. Our pastor at our school and church is friends with their pastor, who, of course, is the one who lost the child. And I mean, the connections, we just, they keep going on. But the point is that the violence really doesn't have to. And so I just, I felt inspired to to talk about this. Yeah. Um, and I love guns. I like shooting them. I like skeet shooting, target practice. I think it's manly when guys like guns. So I don't know, I think um, Republicans, gun activists get very defensive after shootings like this because they just see oh it's banned guns banned guns am i right well republicans don't get they it's there they have to defend because they're being attacked literally hours after a shooting like that so you're right about that did you watch any of the school board uh, elections last night especially in your area well, I didn't actually. Okay. Well, that's, that's, I think that's not maybe for your school in particular, but I think that it's the, it's the energy of, of people like you, the soccer moms, the soccer dads. And it looks like things are starting to spin around a little bit, I think, as far as uh, these progressive uh, ideas coming into schools. Would you feel that way? Or do you think that we're, we're still on the wrong track? Progressive ideas. Um, can you expand on that a little bit? Well, I think that it's like um, it, there's no common sense in schools. Is is do you feel like the, the, there's common sense in these schools right now? The way that we're we're heading. No, but I feel that parents are starting to unite and fight back, and to um, to not feel like they their opinions can no longer be heard. So I yeah, think right. that's great. Well, Rebecca is a conservative uh, podcaster. Um, she has Ladies of Liberty group. I was curious as you were making the point when it came to the school shooting and how it's hit home for you. I mean, how what what can we do in your opinion? You've you've taken a deep dive into this, which is uh, coming up on your podcast. So, my biggest thing is I think that liberals or anyone who wants more gun control need to know what they're talking about. They need to actually research AR-15s and these other weapons because they're not automatic rifles. I mean, they have, they're all these, there's all this misinformation about it and you can't have a productive conversation when one side has no idea what they're talking about. And they don't have any idea what they're talking about. I did some research and I hope that um, some on the left will listen to my podcast also because they might learn a couple of good things about AR-15s and maybe not hate them as much as they did before. On the same token though, when I was doing research, I um, I was honestly shocked at the difference between shooting an AR-15 and like a nine, meter, nine millimeter bullet from a handgun, for instance. Like, I don't know if you, how much you know about the differences, but um, AR-15 bullets are three times as fast, hit their target with twice the force, they um, create a much bigger cavity in the target that's a lot more lethal if it's a person. Mm-hmm. And this is a smaller bullet, by the way. <laughs> and of course, it doesn't point. have the kickback <laughs> that a normal hunting rifle or shotgun does. Yeah. So um, someone who shot a, one of these for the first time said that 
with their old hunting rifle, they could shoot three rounds before their shoulder started bruising. But with an AR-15, they could shoot 50 rounds, and it felt like a breeze. So the liberals, not to play devil's advocate or anything, but the liberals would say that's exactly the point, is that these things are so efficient that in the wrong hands, it can take out multiple people and not just one or two, like somebody that might have a handgun. How would you respond to that? Well, I mean... I th- they make 100-round magazines for these things. I think that the standard is 30 rounds, but not hard to get your hands on a 100-round magazine, and you can change those out in five seconds. So my thing is, like, why do we have to tee it up for these crazies? Like, let's just make it a little more difficult, at least, for them to get their hands on these weapons or to have to, like, modify them in a way to make them as lethal. But Rebecca, but this woman bought seven of these guns legally, and she's crazy. So she is, she um, is crazy. But don't you think that if somebody has has the heart to go out and kill people, particularly children, don't you think they're going to find a way, regardless of the gun? Because you know it's not the gun that's the problem. And I know you know this. I, you know you, yeah, and I 100%. love lady, ladies of liberty, of course. It, and I know you guys support support gun rights and so on, of course. But I mean, it, people want to go out like this girl did. And she was part of this trans movement group. And she had a sticker on her gun that proves that she was part of this trans movement group. She wanted to go out and kill people because of her beliefs. She searched that school over for that pastor because he was counseling her currently. Don't you think that even if the, 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 the making gun laws stricter would not have changed anything? Or do you think it would have changed something? I completely agree with you that when there's a will, there's a way, and that guns can be used for good and for evil. And I don't think we should get rid of guns at all. I think um, our Second Amendment is nothing to be messed with. Um, I think there's some maybe guardrails, I would say, that we can put in place, for instance. Like, think about cars. You can't, cars are legal, driving fast is legal, but you can't um, drive 200 miles an hour down the highway because why? That would kill a lot of people. So even though she probably would have shot up the school anyway, or she definitely would have, but maybe she wouldn't have been able to shoot so many people, so many children so easily so, and so quickly. So well, just that's why we have these just, conversations. I mean, because we, we can be conservatives, we can be Republicans, yeah, yeah. we can love guns, and that's why it's interesting so, just to have the conversations. Just to throw this out there, there's a little bit of a difference. A car is considered a privilege. That's why you get licensed for it. A gun is embedded in the Constitution, which means it's a right. So it's if you do anything from this point forward, I think Tabitha would agree with me, you're impending on someone's right to have a gun, no matter if you're one years old. And you might no, want to... But, but you can't just... But Eric, place. you just can't go get a gun. That's why they... Gun you're ownerships you're absolutely can correct stop about that. you because you have to qualify to be able to get a gun. Just like you have to then qualify. Then it seems to me like the problem drive. is solved. Right? If, if what you just said, then it seems like there are no problems in this. The only thing you can actually work on now, and I think Tabitha would agree on this, is the hardware. What you call the hardware, right? If so an AR would be like, it's off limits. We're, we're done with this. I have, I, I personally have no problem. I, I think we have enough gun laws. I don't, I don't think we need more gun laws. But, uh, but Rebecca may have a solution that, that I'm not aware of. And it might I just be a one. nuance. <laughs> So, like thinking about the or learning about the AR-15s and how fast the bullets go, how strong they strongly they strike the target. What if we set speed limits, for instance, on how fast a bullet can go, just to sort of minimize the damage that a shooter could do with some of these guns, or maybe make more than hundred round magazines illegal? It's like why 
Tell me why someone actually needs that many rounds who's not in the military or law enforcement. Like, I, I guess, I get it. When this illegal. crazy government tries to take over, we have something to protect ourselves. Yeah, this, so right. that's, that's exactly. what I'm afraid Scotty's of. It is illegal right. in so many places. I'm sorry, I, I disagree 100%. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I don't, I, and I, and I don't, and I don't, I don't use my rifles like that for anything other than they're in my safe. I don't yeah. touch them, I don't hunt with them. You know, you don't hunt with an AR-15 with 30 rounds in it. Yeah, I do. It's actually illegal to do that. You're only supposed to have three rounds in your rifle. So the, so the you can't reason- even carry a clip like that in the woods. If you get caught, you're you're in trouble. That's what I was saying. Why, why do they sell them? them why, why are, they, why are the, that many rounds legal? I still don't understand that. Because if you have an intruder, do you, you're not going to shoot that, them 100 That's a whole other show. I don't know. It's like, what can you absolutely might not have? Is it a bazooka? Show. I mean, can you not have a bazooka? I, you're right about that. But the reason for this law, for the constitutional Second Amendment, was not to protect your home so much. It was to protect against tyrannical um, uh, governments. Right. So that's really what the, the law is. And, and if the hardware keeps you safe against a tyrannical government, in theory... You're allowed to have it. Well, and there's a lot of uh, loopholes in gun shows where I know people can buy guns and, you know, different types of magazines that maybe you couldn't buy at a gun store. You know, obviously we have rules where if I buy a gun and I buy a large capacity magazine, I can sell it to someone else and no one's really even going to know I've done that. So, I mean, there are still loopholes where people could, but I still firmly believe that gun laws only they only affect law-abiding citizens because the people who are going to commit the crimes, the people with the mental illness, they're going to find a way. I mean, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. No matter how much we restrict gun laws, Oklahoma they City will bombing. find a there way. There you go. Yes. But don't you think there's something to the fact that like, we don't have to just tee it up for them? We don't have to make it so easy for these crazy people to find weapons? I mean, I have three young children who go to a school exactly like Covenant. And I mean, I don't want to be scared sending them to school every day because to me, that is not freedom. Freedom is being able to send your kids to school to live our lives and to not have to worry about getting shot up. I mean, this is a uniquely American problem and the rest of the world thinks we're absolutely ridiculous. Well, that's a good point. No, that is a good point. Rebecca, what do you think about my children have gone to schools just like your children, small Christian schools. What do you think about small Christian schools having like an armed officer or an off-duty officer on the premises? What do you think about that? You do. And it's so funny, like our school is, you know, right across from a country club. It's in pretty much like the safe, one of the safest areas in St. Louis. I always Mm -hmm. thought it was ridiculous to have a cop sitting there what does he do all day but now i'm so grateful that he's there there was a day um, there was a day in this country where you could walk right into the terminal of an airport did you know that yes you could put your bag through the x-ray machine and you could (laughs) actually go meet your mom or your dad or your brother there at the terminal those days are over because we live in a nutty ass society okay so to have schools mandatorily have cops at a at a gate and a checkpoint, I'm afraid that we're at that point. And another thing, uh, our teachers should probably have a lockbox where they're able to hit a code and get their gun out if there is a shooter right outside their door. Well, if they want to be armed, because you yeah. can't have somebody who's never shot a gun go try to Well, it's like a having a fire extinguisher. I don't care but if as you... Tabitha said last week, te- there are probably more teachers... Well, I can't say it. You said there are enough teachers who don't want anything with guns, you said. Well, there are. There, You know, a lot of te- teachers these days are very liberal. You know, they liberalism has taken over a lot of schools. A lot of those teachers are against guns, you know, and they fight against uh, us having weapons, so they, they certainly don't want to carry them. And a lot of teachers don't want that... Li- the schools don't want the liability insurance wise and and Rebecca I completely understand where you're coming from because it's it's such a fine line 
between wanting to protect our families, our children, protect ourselves, but yet not take away our constitutional gun rights. And, and I know that you and I know the ladies of liberty fight very hard, you know, for our causes. And I know you support gun rights. And it's such it's such a fine line knowing how to deal with this situation. So is your perspective just that any limits whatsoever on guns is an infringement on the Second Amendment and on our, our rights? Well, if, if I, I don't know the that Second like, Amendment. no limitations is even possible. If you read the Second Amendment. I think we Amendment. have enough gun laws in place already, in my opinion, because I think that the people who are going to want to commit the crimes are, I think we could have a little bit more regulation in, as far as gun sales and personal transfers. But I do think that the gun laws we have in place, especially here in the state of Missouri, I, I think that they're they're exactly where they should be because if these people want to go out and commit a crime and they want to go and shoot up a school, they're going to do it. You know, the, the criminals, they're going to go out and they're going to get the weapons. They're going to kill the people they want to kill, whether or not it's easy to get I a gun I think it would not. be a very prudent thing. I don't know if you're interested in this, but we should have her on with Colonel Joe Edwards and see what he has to say. Adams. Adams, I mean. That would be a very interesting I would like to see how he retorts what she's saying. Well, he's a military man, too, though. Yeah, but what we're saying is if you put any... If you put any laws on... And a tank. And a tank. If you put any impediments (laughs) on the Second Amendment, it affects him directly, right? Would you say that's accurate? I just worry that gun laws... If if we keep putting more gun laws in place, it it only hurts us law-abiding as citizens. It's Like I said, though, it's such a fine line. I understand exactly what you're saying. We have to protect Well, she's trying to have the conversation... is there something more that we can do? Because yeah, for instance, limiting the speed of the bullet or the force of the bullet or the damage the bullet can cause. That comes I mean, down to the grain. Obviously, of the guns bullet. can still be modified. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if I'm a what if I'm a, a teenage driver behind a really fast car, a Lambo, and I decide I want to take it at 200 miles down Washington Avenue in St. Your Louis? Your parents are, are you going to put a governor on your car? Well, are you going to have a conversation of all cars should go 30 miles an hour, and then that will solve all problems? Or does the car just sit in your garage until? a incompetent boob gets behind the wheel right is that i see what i'm saying i've never seen a hammer build a house it was the it was always the person behind the tool building the house so i'm i'm good metaphor i'm really trying to figure out how the hardware is the problem i don't you know i maybe maybe we shouldn't own f-15 eagles and maybe a tank in our garage is a bad thing but i'm having a and i'm not i don't own a gun I'm, I'm literally saying this is not a it gun is, owner. See, the one thing I've noticed, too, and, and there were, I can't remember which school shooting it happened at, but I saw this guy who, he lost a daughter in a shooting. He was all about Parkway. gun rights. And then when this happened, he wanted to start having some more conversations like Rebecca. Rebecca, you're a strong conservative. Um, you, you actually go out publicly and put yourself out that way. Now, you and your family have been affected by what happened in Nashville as well, and you see it. Have you kind of always thought this way? Are you trying to have more conversations, especially since you knew the pastor at the school who lost his daughter? I I haven't always felt this way, but I will say that the more I learned about AR-15s, the more... and. Mm. Like I said, the bullets go two time, three times faster, strike their target with twice the force. Mm-hmm. It's It just made me think, like, why is this necessary well, when it's costing kids I lives? Know a guy in, One I, more point, though, about the Second Amendment. Sure. And this is, I think, Gordon made this point about the um, video games in the chat here, which mm-hmm. reminded me of it. Our society is so desensitized now that while the founding fathers were writing the Second Amendment, if they, were, if they could see our society today yes. with all these crazed people shooting up 
Fourth of July mm-hmm. parades and schools and music festivals, do you think they would have put any caveats in place or maybe thought a little bit differently? I, I don't. I don't think that's. I think that's a good point because I think we're so desensitized mm-hmm. that pulling a trigger on a gun is like it's nothing. It's a game, and uh, you're absolutely right. But I don't think the hardware is the problem. I really don't. Well, I, we need... I, 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 let me tell I you really a sto- want to modify I, it because we need that for our protection I have a friend well. in Kansas City, Missouri, circa 1992, was killed with the smallest handgun that you can actually buy. So it's, I don't think it's the the hardware so much. If You can kill anybody with a knife. You can kill people with a small little teeny weeny gun. The hardware is just... It's just... I, you know, you're going to We need get, better reporting. That's what we need. Because you know what, Rebecca? Every single time reporting? there's a school shooting, there are always signs. There are always yeah. signs, and people don't report them. This Every yeah, the school shooting, not just this one, every school shooting, people always know that this person is a trigger. They know they're on the edge, and if there was a better reporting system, she wouldn't have been able to buy these guns legally. Well, her parents knew she had a gun. They knew she was in counseling, and she spent most of her time at home, yet the counselor had no idea she had a gun. I can't imagine being a parent in that situation, but yes, the signs were there for this to never have occurred. Yeah. How about more strictly prosecuting the parents? Like, yeah, how about yes. the parents are charged for murder or whoever's in, in charge, whoever the guardian is of the shooter? I mean, maybe if we make them more responsible, like they could go to prison for there the rest you of go. their lives. Yeah, there great. you go. I like that. Prison for go. not for not reporting. You know, there are, every time I hear about one of these cases, I'm so frustrated because I'm thinking there were so many signs. This person, they they acted out on so many occasions. Her family in this most recent case, they knew she was dangerous. They worried that she had weapons. But did anyone report it? Did anyone reach out? Did anyone put her on some kind of a list? Nope. And so she was legally able to buy these weapons. And that, that kind of law I can see change. We need better reporting. And if you know that your family member is a danger to society, yeah. if you're so worried that they have guns and you don't report them, you should be in trouble. Rebecca, how are also your children prosecuting by this? We need the prosecutors to actually um, Prosecute follow cases? through with these laws. Yeah, yeah there's no deterrent. There's no problem. deterrent for any of this stuff. It, uh, you're, it's it's suicide by national media, really. You're walking into a school. You know your date. Your your hours are numbered. But you're going to take out as many of these people as possible. And it's a it's a new thing. It's um you know I think that there is a a case to be made about taking guns away from certain people that are nuts. That, that demonstrate that they don't understand how to handle these weapons. Um, but man, you're, it's a slippery slope because as soon as you put one law with one little loophole in there, you can start taking everyone's guns. Gun yeah. buybacks are, are a big deal in, in No, it cities. is a slippery slope. There's no doubt about that. We've talked about that several times. Hey, Rebecca, if you could remind people, because uh, this gun issue was just one that was near and dear to your heart. Can you also let people know what other kind of podcast you have going on? And once again, how people can contact you? or they can watch you and listen to you as well? So the podcast is called Momletics, and it's just on a variety of issues that impact like-minded parents. Again, all kind of trying to make America the best place it can be for the next generation. Um, It's available anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And you can chat with me on social media at Rebecca R. Sheehan. And just in case if people were wondering, because they're like, didn't she work in local news? Didn't we? With Vic. Yeah. So Rebecca was at Channel 5, and she was also at Channel 2 at one point in time as well. Ask Mike Bush what he feels about this. I'm sure he's like... (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. Hey, Rebecca, thank you for, again. And uh, keep us posted on other things that are coming on. Best of luck to you with the podcast. And of course, the Ladies of Liberty. Um, you could have been sitting at home um, being a busy mom and you're trying to get out, whether people agree on everything that you say or not, uh, you are trying to get out there and get some of the word out regarding all um, issues, including gun issues, because um, even though people get passionate about guns, um, and whether you're conservative or liberal or whatever, this or that, Republican, uh, I, I do know the work that you do there. So um, thanks again for taking some time to join us. Thanks for having me. Always a good time. Yeah. All right. Rebecca Sheehan, appreciate her joining us. Momlytics. I think that she's a good starting point for the quote. I know Scotty is absolutely beside himself with this discussion. There's a, there's a lot of people on the feed are too. Yeah. And it's a, it's a it's conversation a, that has to happen. I yeah. agree. Because you know what? Rebecca cares about protecting children. And we should all care about, of course, and we do care about 100%. protecting children. But at yes. the same time, we also care about protecting ourselves. And I'll tell you what, I would love to buy as many AR-15s as I can get my hands on. Because someday, <laughs> if somebody <laughs> can, comes after me. I'm not going to shoot up a school with it, but if somebody comes to my that. home and if the world gets really, cr- come on here, if the world's crazy, I want to be able to protect myself and I, I'm not the best shot. I mean, <laughs> I probably need something that works well. It's so sad that people like Rebecca are myself. I still have one in school in a small Christian school and I don't think that they're quite as protected as some of the public schools are. But I'm sure that's true. Yeah, I, I, I right after that shooting, I did call the principal and um, they have a police officer there now yeah. all the time, which does make my daughter feel more comfortable. She's glad he's there. It's a different world we're living in. Sure if, you, if, you, if you guys don't like this, if you're like, I don't want police at my school. If, I, if you're like, I don't want metal detectors at my school tough <laughs> sorry you it sucks to be base. you man because i don't want to stand in a tsa line going to my airplane either but you have to do it because bin laden started putting bombs in people's shoes that sucks that's the world you live in go to school the tsa guys will be they'll be smiling and maybe they don't dress in cop uniforms but you have to go through the protocol to get into the school once you get past all those cops and those metal detectors and you still have an ar-15 strapped around you woo then there's a problem but right now you're right it's right now you have a football team you have a marching band and you have a cop outside the damn school that's no, you're it right. that well makes how sense, about Sarah. instead of sending all of these millions trillions of dollars to ukraine, ukraine we actually put bulletproof glass inside of schools because you know what it, a person it, let's not allow them to get into the school to begin with let's not allow them let's make sure we have resource officers at every school it's a sad that we have to do these things i agree Very it's sad, sad that we have to do these things yes it is but, but we have to do something i also have to adjust not adjust but let people know when i brought up the whole parent issue yes this woman or whatever transgender person was 28 years old mm-hmm. but they lived at home they were at home where does the situation and the parents knew that she had a gun they knew she was unstable they knew she was depressed and nothing was said is that on the parents is it not because i've had some conversations i think it is i think it is i think most people yeah have said 100 percent. it is on the parents despite her if your kid is in your living at home if your kid's in your basement right st charles Mm -hmm. st peter's wherever st louis county and you you know 
that he's making crack cocaine or he's making meth or whatever. Is the parent involved in that lawsuit from the government? I mean, yes, of course they are. Because you were you were letting your child build a business that's completely illegal in your basement. Now, fast forward. Your kid has 15 ARs in his closet. He has a post on Facebook that says how much he hates his church leader and he is uh, wants to destroy him and and you don't know about that or you don't have any kind of ability to uh, govern that, eh, yeah, I think that we might have to put a few laws on the book saying you are culpable for your kid until the age of 21. And after 21, if he's doing it out of your house and you didn't, re- you didn't warn anybody, you're still culpable. How's that sound? Is that I mean we have to we have to be able to warn people, but you know what? I'm ready for the purge, quite honestly, because you know what? I am so sick of us having to put up uh, prison gates around schools just to keep the kids safe. I am more ready. Why don't we just take care of the criminals? How about that? How about we take care of the mentally ill instead of putting band aids on situations? Why don't we actually do something about crime? We're getting to the point where seriously, there's going to be more criminals than good people. And I am so tired of thinking that these kids have to go to school in a prison with razor wire around it That's to protect prison. them. It's not for, prison. It's not yet, but what, what if you really prison. think about it, if you want to protect your children, you literally have to put them in a building with a fence, with razor wire, with not armed guards wire. to keep your kids from getting killed. Maybe we should just take care of the criminals and maybe we should just take care of the mentally no, I, ill and not have to keep going through these lengths to protect no, our true. children. Taking care of the I'm mental so ills, that's a big... aggravated about it. No, I get it. That's a big topic. Why are we letting the criminals because win? Because you and me and her and him and Vic vote for some of the most ridiculous people on the planet to run these situations. I came in today. I don't know what happened with the school boards last night. Lizzie kind of filled me in a little bit. I'm praying to God that the right people are involved in these school boards to make the right decisions. I mean, like competent CEO leader kind of people that have managed stores, corporations, institutions that have walked into these school boards and go, we understand common sense. We understand A plus B equals C as far as cause and effect go. There's some good people, Eric, but they're not all the people with the backgrounds if you just wanted and said. Why? I mean, what, would, why? What country is it where all the kids go to school with weapon with a, a rifle? I, I know they do it in Israel, but there are other countries as well. Is it Switzerland, Sweden? I don't it's know. One of the ones where they have the blonde hair and all the kids. <laughs> when, when I well, went to high racist. school, kids no, had I, rifles. And guns <laughs> and I'm not, but I'm totally serious. You see the the videos of them in their country, and they they take gun classes from the time they're a child. You see them riding their bikes going to school with a rifle on their back and guess what they don't have they don't have school shootings in any country but the united states for the most part what is it we're doing so wrong it's the Why it's the ideology of this, this country right? okay it's not it's not swedish i'm swedish i don't i don't switzerland. have switzerland lisa said it's i don't i don't have a gun I knew it was on my one back. of those blonde states. well it's the, the nordic states <laughs> countries yeah countries, the, the nordic uh, yeah they don't we don't all have uh, but maybe we should maybe we should maybe we should teach our our children from day one how to use a weapon responsibly yeah. maybe well, we need to quit uh having our kids grow up to be criminals for god's sakes we're getting to a point in this country but, there are more criminals than good people and if we don't stop it now hmm. we have we're done eric, we're, I, we've have, lost. I have more bad news for you eric. oh boy uh, here we go eric we, we said it earlier today too yeah um the last election as tabin said was really good for school board in yeah. rockwood yeah well rockwood came back very 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 strong with a, a liberal makeup last night. 
you know, the tale of I, I, two cities. Yeah, I mean, these days until they get the school boards all figured out and all that, you really have to have your kids. This is just my opinion because yeah. I know a lot of people go to public school, but you know, I wouldn't have my kids in the public school right now, and <laughs> if you can afford it, because it's. It's ridiculous. It's a whole nother. Run. We'll do a podcast. On I, we'll we do, do a show need to on, do a it podcast on that. We just we can't just. Here's a shout right. out to our beautiful listeners. If you know anybody in the Rockwood School District, mom and dad of a of a freshman through senior at that school district, tell them to get in touch with us now. It's I would in like the to St. know. St. Louis area for those who are wondering. If you're I'd love to know it. Maybe they're doing a good job. Maybe I'm being too hard on them. I don't want to be on hard on liberals if they're doing a fantastic job. If maybe they're making uh, the Pythagorean theorem um, and they're able to prove it with trigonometry <laughs> like those two girls did the other day in, That's in New a great Orleans. Way. That's a great way to end the show right there. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate uh, all of our guests today. We had um, Steve and Kathy Helbig Strict. We had Scott Rosenblum, one of the top attorneys in America, criminal defense attorneys, telling you why this whole Trump situation is a joke. And he does not like President Trump, so it's not like he's a conservative. And of course, Rebecca Sheehan with Momlytics. Scotty Gherkin on the engineering boards. Lizzie Sparks taking care of the comments. Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. We appreciate you guys joining us today. Tab of the Who do we have again tomorrow? Dan Biggs, former at- assistant district attorney in New York City okay. who's not a Trump supporter but he's going to talk to us also about this case coming from a New York City standpoint yeah I want to hear the New York perspective and anything yeah, else really. that's going on yeah, we appreciate it guys thanks for joining us for Cancel This remember you can watch all of our episodes on cancelthisshow.com have a great day we'll catch up with you next time